Hey, this is Kate Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Pamela Konair with us. Pamela helps in leadership development, conflict resolution, and management consulting. She is an international speaker, keynote executive coach, and corporate trainer. How pickleball teaches more about your team in first two minutes on court than six months in office? Let's understand this with Pamela. Pamela, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Kiran. Thank you. On the show, let's begin with your journey. Tell us about the snippets of your life from here and there so that we get an understanding of where you come from and where you go. Okay, where I came from, where I'm going. Yes. I used to teach horseback riding lessons for 32 years. I help people learn how to not be afraid of horses and how to be with them. You have a Bachelor of Science degree in physical education, K through 12. So I was a teacher, never taught elementary school, never taught school. And at the same time, I knew that I was a teacher and I needed to figure out what it was I was going to do. I got into law enforcement and in law enforcement, that's where I learned that I was teaching people how to take care of themselves, how to protect themselves. I was mostly in crime prevention and community policing. So I got this massive background training, instruction, and helping people. And of course, in law enforcement, you have to be, you have to be not afraid of conflict. You have to be willing to step into it. As I continued in my law enforcement career, I decided that really wasn't exactly the right place to be. And I was budget cut several times because I wasn't an actual police officer. I was a supporting side. So I decided, okay, I need to figure out what it is I need, what I want to do when I grow up. That's when Every time I would go into a meeting, somebody would say, you're so good at this. You just get everybody to talk. You just get everybody to understand each other. And they're on the same page. I said, what is that? And they said, that's a facilitator. Okay, what does a facilitator do? I have no idea. So I started calling myself a facilitator. And that was great, except for nobody else knew what that was either. And then one day somebody says, you're actually, you're really a good coach. And I said, what what do you mean coach? Because all I knew about was sports coaching. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, you help people think deeper, go on deeper layers and levels, and you help them work through their stuff. So then I realized, okay, coaching facilitation, which coaches do facilitate, problem solving, that kind of thing. And then I realized that my favorite was conflicts, conflicts in companies, conflicts in teams. Mm -hmm. When I had people that didn't know how to get along or work together, that's how I got there. And I got riders to learn how to not conflict with their horse. So I've really been in this the whole time. I just didn't have a title for it. Tell us about your goals. What are you aiming for? What are your ambitions moving forward? Tell us about it. My goals are to continue to work with large companies and teams and smaller groups even. I work with boutique companies. It doesn't matter. I just love doing what I'm doing, really. And maybe just getting more of a team behind me because I do have a team, but a team of coaches where they're doing the same thing. I've just been doing this for a long time and I love it. So right now I just have no intention of quitting. And yeah, is that, I'm not sure that's what you were looking for. I got it. I got that. I'm not wanting to take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do that. Pamela, my next question to you is about conflict. So tell us about the base of conflict. Why do conflicts occur and how to get hold of them? Oh, good question. Excellent question. Okay, so usually a conflict is that I have an unmet need that I 
pin or blame on somebody else. So let's just say that you and I have a conflict about the script, but I'm the one who says, I don't like your script. I now have a conflict with you. You don't have a conflict with me. You have the script, right? Everything's good. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't like that script. So now I am starting to, now I'm going to treat you differently because I have a conflict. And that's where it starts. It's just that simple. It can be doing the dishes. It can be about your job and you were fired from a job. It can be anything that we have a conflict with. It's one person decides this doesn't work for me or you're not doing what I want you to do. And then finally, the other person either chooses to get involved or not. But Sometimes we have conflicts and the other person doesn't. And how to get hold of them? How do I resolve the conflict? How do I like get out of the conflict and make the other person feel? So let's just say that I have the conflict with you, Kiran, and you have the script. So there, you did nothing wrong. You just have the script. I'm thinking, oh, this needs to be different. This needs to be better. It needs to be my way, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So if you're recognizing that I'm the one who's conflicted, in my mind, the first thing you want to do is figure out, so what's going on, Pamela? What do you need? What are you looking for? Instead of getting, uh-oh, you're upset with me. You're mad. Now what do I do now? I'm going to be mad at you. Or you just dig deeper. And sometimes you get out a teaspoon and figure out what is going on. You dig little, little tiny bit, or you just open the door and say, what is it? And of course, if they're good with conflict, they'll tell you, this is how I feel. If they're not good with it, they'll do this. It's fine. It's just fine. Just go ahead with the interview. And they're like, <laughs> you can't get through this wall. Passive aggressive. And yeah, it's not fun. So it's us really watching for their, what I call garage door going down. And as soon as that garage door goes down, it's, you got to find a way to pry it back. Up. And if you can't, then you decide, is this really my problem? Do I want to deal with it or not? If they're an employee, it is your problem. Yes. And you got to <laughs> figure it out. If you're in a grocery store, it doesn't have to be your problem. You can walk away. <laughs> Got it. Tell us about the client experience. So anything that comes to mind, any story that you might share of recent history that might help us understand what was the problem or what was the procedure and how the solution came in. Okay. Gosh. So I have a client. I'm trying to think of, I'm going through my files of clients and I want something that's not current. That's not happening today, so nobody's feelings are hurt. Okay, so I had a client reach out to me and said, hey, we have somebody in our workplace, brilliant, amazing person, rude to everyone. Bullies people, can't get along, refuses to get along, and really doesn't care. What do we do? My first thing is, obviously, if you had a conversation, oh yeah, we've had multiple conversations. I brought it up multiple times, and there's still not doing anything about it. They'll change for a little bit, but then it goes back. So you have a couple of options here. You either give them an ultimatum, you either clean up your act or you're out. Because sometimes we think that we just have to baby people for, and they're just basically controlling you if you just keep giving them another chance and another chance. Not that people don't deserve chances. That's not my point. It's that when it goes on and on, you as the owner or the boss need to make a decision and follow through. And I think that's really tough because a lot of people don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. They don't want to tell them what they're thinking. 
multiple, I have multiple clients who don't want to say what they need to say to their people. And that's where we get in trouble because they don't know how to have that conversation. And it first starts with, if somebody, I want you to rethink this. If somebody, if we're in a conflict, you've got somebody who's in trouble and they're mad, they're upset. The first thing is, do they really want to be here? Do they really want to do this? Do I really need them? If they're acting like that, do you really want them? And I want you to reverse this. Do they really want you? Do they really want to be here? If they're acting out and being stinkers, if they're being rude to people, if they're hurting people's feelings, do they really want to be there? Probably not. So us holding them on and keeping them going is not helping them either because they're not happy. So we think that we have to solve the problem. Sometimes the problem is they need, they just haven't been able to say no to themselves. And I don't want to be here anymore. It's time for me to leave. When we have true conversations with people and they really hit it, they're okay with it. They may act mad at the first. Oh, how could you say that to me? How could you be so rude? How could you blah, blah, blah. But when they go away, it'll be like, finally, it's over. They've been fighting this for years. Have you ever had a job you hated, Kiran? Yeah, kind of. And I did quite okay. at my earliest possible way. I, I, okay. Yeah, I did give the ultimatum to the other person. Okay. There we are because you were miserable. Got it. Now let me ask you if the situation is what should I should have done wherein the person is not performing to the best. Maybe there is a possibility if there could be some inspiration or motivation that could be given that might help them work again to their fullest potential or there might be a situation like wherein they do not want to perform at all and we'll have them go but again Mm -hmm. letting them go with the kind words is better than harsh words so how to make that happen yeah absolutely absolutely i do what i call a needs assessment and we make sure the person is crystal clear on their job do they know their job do they know what they're supposed to do the second thing I want to make sure is do they have the skills to do the job? And if they don't, if some of those are missing, that's management. They need training. They need re-clarification of their goals, what their job is. And then I look at the let me see, a strategy. Do they have a strategy? Do they know what they're supposed to do every single day? And if they're not doing it every day, maybe they don't know. And I know that sounds really simple, but a lot of people miss it on just those first three. And if they've got If they're clear on their job, they know what they're supposed to be doing every single day and they understand their strategic action steps for that day and they have the skills to do them. Now it comes into what about the environment? Do they have a computer that works? Are they in a noisy room where they can't hear themselves think? What else is going on around them that may be preventing them from doing their job? And now we've just covered four areas that right off the bat, if we can get those four under control, we can actually resolve the conflict. If there is an attitude shift and that person was fine before and now they're not, now we know there was an event. Something happened. Something got them off scale. And now we want to figure out what that was. So those are very important things to look at. And they all really start at those first four. If they're clear on everything and everything's falling, and all of a sudden, just one day, they're not happy, now we know there was an event. If they've never been happy from the beginning, you hired the wrong person. 
that make sense? It does. And I have got a very clear understanding on how and why conflicts arise and how to get them resolved using the four methods that you have told. And the fifth one, which is different from the four, but includes the same approach. It's mindset. Mindset. Yeah. What's going on? I can name it. My next question is about the best ways of reaching out to you. So if anyone wants to, hearing to this conversation, wants to reach out to you, tell us about the best ways of reaching out, your website, your email, or anything that can help us reach out. Sure. My website is powerful and true because when you are really in your truth, that's when you're in your power. And so it is P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L-A-N-D-T-R-U-E dot com. Powerful and true. I welcome you to reach out to me. You can contact me through my website. I want to make this easy. And I'm on LinkedIn. And my name, Pamela Knoyer, which I'm sure you will spell on yes. there for me. Yes. So people can find me on LinkedIn and I will respond to you on LinkedIn as well. I definitely look forward to helping you. If you've got a team that is not working, if you've got employees that are not listening, if you've got people who are just stuck, and I work especially in family business, that gets really messy. The bigger the mess, the happier I am. I'm like a kid in a candy store. And I'm kind to people. I'm not mean to them. At the same time, I will make sure that we talk about what needs to be talked about and deal with it. It's just yes. that way. So do reach out, guys. And to Pamela, which is the final question, is the question that I haven't asked you, but you would still want to answer it. So what would that question be? And what would your answer to that question? What question have you not asked me? Oh, let me see. You haven't asked me anything about you did. Actually, I'm going through, you know what? Because you did ask me what my training was, my background, and really it doesn't matter. Do I get results? Maybe that would be it. Do you get results, Pamela? I really do. People, my greatest client comes from referrals. People just keep telling, oh, you you need to talk to Pamela. You need Pamela and your team. Yeah. And Kiran, let me tell you, you're asking great questions. I love your smile. I love the fact that you're encouraging and you actually interviewed quite well. So thank you for that. Okay, Pamela, thank you so much for your kindness. And that leads me to any final thoughts you would have. Anything that you would want to share, any one point we should take away from this conversation, what should that be? So if you're stuck in a conflict, something's going on. The first one you need to look at is yourself and not the other person. Usually when we're in a conflict, we're busy pointing fingers. And it's usually us that are the one who got the conflict, not the other person. So we have to dig deeper. Is that why I believe? Is this what I, did I really hear them right? Is this really what they're, is there, are they really trying to be rude to me? It's taking a breath and stopping instead of deciding that. You are wrong. That's what gets us in our biggest trouble. So just take a breath. Rethink this. Yeah. And we can always say that old cliche line wherein if you point a finger towards someone, three fingers are towards you. Absolutely. You got it. So thank you so much again for such a wonderful conversation. We know more about conflict resolution now than we ever did. So thank you so much. Good. And it's not as difficult as we think it is. We think of it as horrible. So we just don't even want to deal with it because it makes us feel uncomfortable. And sometimes those uncomfortable feelings are your body talking to you saying, hey, deal with this instead of just shoving it away. So, yeah. Deal with it and don't say it. Deal with it.
Yes, I am your host, Kiran Nagar, signing off with Pamela with us. Thank you. All right. Well, you enjoy your day. I will. And thank you so much. I will. And you have a great day ahead. I am your host, Kiran Nagar, signing off. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye.